Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. What's up? Okay. Oh, sorry. The thing is blocking your face. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's up? It's us. We're back with another podcast episode today. What are we talking about today, Marina? We're talking. <laughs> we're talking about what makes us both so tired, and that is school. Cool. Yeah. And what we voluntarily decided to do after the (laughs) obligatory bachelor's degree. (laughs) Oh my God. We both decided to do this. Mm -hmm. We were not held at gunpoint. Yeah. This is voluntary. This is all about all of the pain that we're going through is all voluntary. We're drinking tonight because we are uh, just, it's just the vibes. It's a Sunday. It's the vibes. It's a Sunday night. No, mm-hmm. night, afternoon. When is night considered? When the sun goes down. If the sun is setting. It's setting? It's down over here. Well, we don't have sun today. So. <laughs> kind of. It it went away, like, around four. That's when it started it was, getting dark in my room. So sunny. It was so sunny. I stayed in my house today. That's probably why. Oh, that, oh, that's probably why. I went to go eat Peruvian food with my parents and it was very nice. delicious. And right next to the Peruvian food place, right across the street was 85 Celsius. <gasps> Bless. I, you call it 85 Celsius? Isn't it 85 Celsius? You call it 85 degrees. I think it is 85 degrees and I'm an idiot because this <laughs> is <a> company. <laughs> Oh, that was at 85 Celsius. <laughs> what do they do on that side of the five? I, told, I told Melissa and she was like, what do they do on that side of the five? <laughs> you know what, Melissa? She said, you know what? It's 85 degrees. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fine because some people call it 85 cafe and all this other I stuff. And I'm like, okay, I, mean, I yeah. think that's why there's a scene. Maybe. Leave a cafe. <laughs> Anyway, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of bread. Um, the one I have with me right now, I probably won't. I, I wanted to try it right now, like on the podcast, but I don't know if anybody that's listening is kind of like weird about mouth sounds, so I probably won't do it. Um, but is it <laughs> I'm being considered some people yeah. really can't do mouth sounds, like people don't like the sound of chewing. Hmm. Like that's why Matt can't listen. I don't to like her. the sound of like smacking lips chewing. Like close your mouth when you chew, but I think I smack my lips. I think when I am like in my own world and I'm just like eating, I think mm-hmm. I eat pretty loud. I know I chew really loud. Like someone mentioned that to me in so yeah, somebody like, mentioned Trish, you chew really loud. Shut up. I think it was Joey who I was eating like chips one day and he's like, you chew so loud. He's like, I can hear you crunching the chips in your mouth. I'm like, doesn't anybody. And so now I'm like, I've always been, now I'm self-conscious about it. So I was always like, if I can hear myself chew, how loud is it for other people? Because obviously you can hear yourself chew your jaws right there. Yeah. But I'm just like, like, am I really that loud? And Mm -hmm. I um, another friend said yes so i was like you okay so i'm having a time of my life eating you guys are just hating right i'm drinking a a delicious 
Angry Orchard that I've had in my fridge for about a couple of months now. I like... <laughs> is it bad? No, it's not. It's alcohol. No, no. it's not bad. It's I, just been in there for a couple of months. It expires this year. Yeah, it expires this yeah. year. So that's fine. But um, I don't drink them right away. I like to let them chill for like a day or two because I feel like you can really taste the apple. Like open, like you open it and then let it sit. No, I don't open okay. it. So like if, if I buy one, you know, like when you go buy it at a Target or something, it's not that cold in there. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I put them, I, I feel like the back of my fridge is so much colder than the like front part. Mm-hmm. So I put them all the way in the back and I let them chill. And like the first sip is just shuts yeah. delicious. It's like apple juice spiked. With a drop of alcohol. It's a drop of alcohol. Yeah. It's 5% alcohol. That's a beer. Beer is 5%. And it won't make you feel as bloated as beer. That's true. I mean, I feel pretty blo- I had a lot to eat. So I feel pretty blo- oh. <laughs> I'm drinking a margarita. The tequila is Terramana by The Rock Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the agave mix is something I just found from Bevmo. He has Running. tequila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has tequila. I didn't know that. Came out with it two, three years ago. Hmm. I like it. I like the silver one. Um, straight shots hurt though. Those are painful. I feel like the only experience I've had with tequila is just taking straight shots. Mm-hmm. So that's the only tequila that like will hurt. Like I won't make a face because. I'm not a bitch, but, <laughs> but that one, that one hurts. Suaza is a good one. And 1800 is a good one for me. I, I, any tequila that I've ever drank is in Spanish. <laughs> oh. Like, I think the one that's the worst for me personally, I think it's Don Julio. I don't mm. think that goes down well at all. That like, that makes my boogers come out. Mm. I do like cazador. I'll, I I do like me a good cazador. I think I've had 1942 once, but I can't remember if I... Mm-hmm. I just think of the Party Next Door song. 1942 tequila. Right. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> it's a song by Party Next Door. It's literally called 1942. Mm. Why is it so expensive? Yeah, Don Julio? Dude, I have no idea. Like it's one of like I think it's a top shelf. Isn't Don Julio Jose Cuervo's not top shelf, but Don Julio is forty two dollars. Yeah, Don Julio is forty two dollars at our store. No, 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 oh. no, 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 it's a, a higher shelf. I don't know if it's top shelf, but it's a higher shelf. I didn't tell you the story about mm-hmm. when I swiped a bottle of Grey Goose at a, a wedding. So we were at, oh what? shit, I want to I get this right. It was an Asian wedding mm-hmm. and they have the alcohol on the table. So oh. it's like Hennessy, Grey Goose, Dang. and bottles of wine. So I look over, I think our table had Hennessy, but we swapped it because none of us drink whiskey like that. Um, but I saw a table, they weren't drinking the Grey Goose, they were drinking the Hennessy. So I'm like, all of the chairs are cleared. Mom, that Grey Goose bottle is full. Do you want it? I was like 18. And she's like, 
go get it for me, baby. I'm like, you got it. <laughs> I got you, mom. Yeah. So he took the whole bottle back to the car and she drank it later. No. Yeah. But I was like, cool. And that, and that is a story of my, um, my awakening to alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. That was your alcohol awakening. Yeah. I, I think my alcohol awakening came, you know what? I just have a lot of memories of my mom. When we would go out to parties, her number one drink was tequila. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that my mom like drinks heavily or anything, right? but I remember, I think my awakening was, it was, um, at a party up our street, my mom's friends had a party and my mom took so many shots that night. Mm. And then, and we were under like a little gazebo. So then we walked back home. And as soon as the cold air hit my mom, she like couldn't walk straight. Mm. She was like, like, yeah. going, like zigzag. I'm 12 years old, 13 or 12 or 13 years old. And I'm freaking out because my mom is like running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, my mom's gonna fall. And right. uh, but she didn't fall, but it gets it gets better because we get home. And then my mom lays in bed and she has to call my sister and I because she couldn't she, she couldn't put on our pajamas. Like we had, to, we had to help her get her clothes off and then put her pajamas, and then she goes to the bathroom and she starts screaming. Mom is asking, she's like, Who's toilet toilet. my mom had little spinnies and she's like holding onto the wall i'm like well my mom's never got my mom's never gotten that bad my mom accidentally once took an edible and that was a whole shit my mom has consumed edibles before me ladies and gentlemen (laughs) wait how do you accidentally consume an edible though okay my mom was with her cousins and one of her cousins offered her chocolate. Mm. I think the cousin was trying to like, I don't know what my cousin was trying to do, to be honest with you. Roofie her? I don't think he was trying to roofie her. I think he was just like genuinely offering her this chocolate. She didn't know that. But she didn't it know. Was, you know, I yeah. don't think he told her. And I think, or maybe he did tell her. I think, I don't know. I don't really know the story, but I just know the detail that my cousin offered her the chocolate and he told her, only take a little bit. Only take a little bit. So my mom took a good chunk of it. And she ate it. And they were drinking wine. Mm. And we were, this was when I was dorming at Woodbury. I was already an RA. She calls me and she's just like, I feel like I am flying right now. <laughs> like everything feels so light. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she told right. me, and I'm like, mom, he gave you an edible. She's like, yeah, I know. I took a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. My mom is, my mom is really, really funny. She's like, yeah, it's Cool. Uh, so I was like, oh, I feel like I'm flying. I feel like I'm just up in the sky. Oh, she's having the best time. She's having a good time. We have we have some CBD gummies here. She's like feeling anxious. She'll take some. I've never seen yeah. her take any, but I saw them one day trying to get my Zyrtec, and I was like, mm. who the fuck brought these gummies? Right. And I didn't think they knew, but she she's like, sometimes I feel anxious. I'm like, 
How often do you feel anxious, mom? Um, you feel pretty full, so I guess not that often. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was like, I was looking. Confused. Can you hear that? Did you just hear that? Because I heard it. It was like a beat, but it wasn't super loud. Oh, okay. I just got a text from Matt. So, oh, uh, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was about. So, if anybody heard that, I'm really sorry. It's 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 Matt. But anyway, school. <laughs> All right. right. Well, school drove me to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm tired already. Me too. I am, I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Marina and I have a class together, and we just had our first like Zoom class yesterday. I just got out of class, and you just got out of class again. Right now, you have it again. You have another class today. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I, <laughs> I was like oh fuck I'm tired I'm so sorry I, it's I, like getting back into it yeah is what sucks that very first initial week where it's like I mean we had plenty of time to do all of the goddamn work they assigned us but I mean obviously you're not going to do stuff did before we, new year's like no, come on but we did it I told no I told my mom the other day I was like I really did six assignments in two days I mean like it's good that I like I'm proud of myself because I know I can do it if I have to and my mom was like no you didn't have to do it in two days and I was like Okay, but if I have to do it again, I know I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Like if I have to rush again, like I will do it. I yeah. I was so sure that like as soon as we got our syllabus, I was like, oh yeah, I bought the books like as the as soon as we got the syllabus, I bought the books that night, and they came in like two days. And so I was going through them, and I literally, I kid you not, I put little bookmarks on our books so that I know like yeah. what pages I'm gonna read. So like I put the little tabs. And I still didn't fucking touch that shit until yeah. like two the week before. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I mean, I'm so, can I just say, I'm so pissed that I spent my entire morning yesterday doing the scansions <laughs> and we didn't even talk about them. No, it was like, just say anything that, you know, which I say anything that uh, sticks out to you, which I appreciate because it's like uh, an intro to novella it's not novella that was this class good lord i'm getting everything mixed or intro to poetics it's like you know i like being like kind of handheld into it like come over Mm -hmm. here this is cool um but not when i'm getting up at 6 a.m to freaking finish assignment that wasn't even mentioned i mean i wasn't gonna mention hey what about this assignment but yeah i I wasn't gonna mention it either (laughs) But then when he said, he's like, we're going to talk about them. We're going to read them. I was like, oh, crap. And in my head, I was like, "Okay, we're going to read them. And then we're going to say what we thought were the meters. Right. And what each line was in terms of like feet. And I was like, crap. But Mm -hmm. we we didn't. So it was just I read the poem. Mm, That was that was that was profound. That was profound. Can I just say (laughs) as, as well? I just another note. Why was it so, why was there such an awkward pause after I finished reading mine yesterday? Did you catch that? After you finished reading your, the one you wanted to, to read, the one that I like picked. the example. Yeah. yeah. That was so weird. Right. I was like, I, 
I don't know. It's like the, cause I had this feeling today too, where it's like, I think it's the people in the class. Yeah. Cause last semester I sort of had the same people in that novel class and it felt very stressful and very like critical, like critical of me as a person. My writing is a reflection of me as as a person Mm. versus fairy tale, different people. It's more chill. I feel that this semester. Yeah, I don't really like the people that are in our class. I feel like they're so competitive for mm-hmm. for a class that's not really even a workshop, right? It's we're yeah. theory uh, and poetry. We're learning about form and why certain forms do certain things and like, you know, the actual structure. We're mm-hmm. not writing act, like if we're not writing poems. We're writing poems in the form, but it's practice. We're not like actually doing a workshop. We yeah. didn't you know, we didn't even talk about these, everybody's work like so well as we would do in workshop. But yeah, yeah. I, like, I read it and I was like, I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, I'm like, okay, okay, listen, I know that I wrote a really sad poem. Get over it. Mm-hmm. I'm going through something. And maybe I did read a sad poem because I liked it because I'm going through something. So get over mm-hmm. it. Like, shut up. Yeah. I think what they do is like they follow, they'll follow his lead. And then like, if he goes, hmm, they'll go, hmm, yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm out here blatantly. If I don't get it, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't like, I I, I could definitely tell yesterday that it was like, it's going to be a weird, like, it feels like competition. Like it's going to be so weird. Like trying to get a word in was so hard. Yeah which is a really annoying because I want to, you know, put my two cents in. And when I finally did, it was something that was, I thought it was something that was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we got to a point, I think I got my comments in and it got to like where he wanted to go, like in terms of like conversation and like point the direction. Yeah. But yeah, I've always, I have always hated when you can tell that the class is going to be a competition. Mm-hmm. I think that's so annoying. I happened, you know, that happened my first semester in his class as well. So I don't know if it's, if it's the way that he structures and he has his attitude about his classes where people feel like they have to do their best or if just somehow I don't get put with like good people. Mm-hmm. But I, I had that experience with my, my first semester in his class too. I had like people that were so, competitive and wanted to do better I think it's for like all creative fields like because even in undergrad when I was in filmmaking it was like a it was very clicky yeah and I was pretty much just like "Eh, screw you all like I'll be cordial and nice because I need people to help me on my thesis but they weren't people that I wanted to get close to because they were always sticking their nose up at another person so I'm just like exactly I think that's what I think that's why I I think I told you too like my first semester like my first full year is when I was telling you and when I had my other podcast so like I was feeling really lonely because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had a solid cohort I feel like everybody was just kind of out for blood yeah so weird yeah or that they'll they'll like recognize something in another person go with them, always agree with them, always lift them up. And it's like, well, 
let's just be honest about the critiques. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we just be honest about the critiques? Yo, some of those poems sucked yesterday. They sucked so hard. They... I felt bad sometimes when he was like, yeah, and that's that's pretty much all there is to say. Let's move on. That, that was hard. <sighs> that was even worse than getting, like, I haven't with the one that you picked, right, to critique? Mm-hmm. That was rough. I think I, I texted you. I was like, yikes. Like, I was, tr- I was trying so hard to find something. But, I like, I was trying to, like, pick on the meter. And mm-hmm. but when you don't understand meter yet, <laughs> it's hard to, like, come up with stuff to, to say. And it's like, I you did a good, No, I think you did a good job. But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, for me, it was kind of hard because most, oh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't like most of the ones that turned in and I was like, I have to find one that I can say good things and then say some, say like some things that should be worked on. Cause most of my quote unquote critiques were like things that needed to be changed. So that's why I picked the one that I picked because I liked her sounds. Um, mm. And then I realized as I was presenting, I was like, Whoa, there's no imagery. I got to mention that cause mm. girl doesn't know. But anyway, that was rough yeah I felt bad I that's gonna be this this is like only like demanding class because the other thing is thesis yeah I don't know it's weird and then with this other I don't know what's in the air but I feel like this semester everyone's just a bit more happy because like last semester it was really like stressful and I mean I'm we just started this semester but it was very like this is what we're doing no deviations if you do not do this you will be marked down mm-hmm. and now it's like hey guys so we're doing this and blah blah, blah letting our creativity shine through a little bit so I'm like okay polar opposite I had the same professors <laughs> but I don't know it's probably just like getting accustomed because this is my first semester where I've had these professors before yeah. in previous classes so I'm like okay maybe it's just me getting used to them and their style and now they know me a little bit more you know so I don't know it's weird because uh grad school is weird <laughs> it's really weird it's, it's weird. so it's like it's just super independent Mm -hmm. super independent like you you don't talk at least okay I've had I've talked to my like professors and they've told me their experience in grad school and I'm like okay that's really nice but unfortunately we're doing this during a pandemic and we only see each other online so we don't speak to our classmates until we get to class Mm -hmm. and like you said personally there there are only a few people that I talk to that uh, like outside of class like besides you, I only talk to like two other people and that's it. I, I honestly, like honest to God, maybe I'm a bitch. I absolutely do not like anybody else that's in our program. I don't like, I don't like a good majority of these people at all. Like, like at all, even if they're good writers and there are some that are good writers and I do not like them just as a person. Mm. I don't like any of these people. (laughs) I don't like Mm. any of them. So sometimes I feel like it's just us too, though, because it's like when some some of our peers would come back to class 
it feels like they have had other conversations with some of the classmates, you know, like outside of class. So I'm like, okay, there's a camaraderie that's being built. So when we get to critiques, it's kind of like, I don't feel like I'm getting the sort of critique that this other person got because I'm not a part of the conversation, you know? And it's like, well, maybe I should be a little bit more social, but then at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, cause there's a camaraderie built with amongst the older students, the younger students yeah. don't want to talk to anybody. So it's like, well, <laughs> no, I totally get what you mean. I feel like cause we have some pretty like older classmates. And so I think they all like click together because they're like, oh, we're the older ones. And then anyone that's around our age, I think, <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but I think they try to be like little assholes. <laughs> like they try to be like the I know everything kind of thing. But also I'm like that way too. <laughs> but I do know everything. <laughs> but it's different. But it's, for me, it is different. I, I feel like I know. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like halfway through the class. I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, I was. I think I'm going to like poetry. Because it's like when I was reading them, I'm like, oh, I know I get like, oh, I get this one. Uh, Yeah, it was kind of like the one that I read. Oh, what is it called? Because I want everybody to know this poem. Farewell to love. Farewell to love by who? (gasps) Do you want to do a reading? Oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) I have my my book right here. Everyone who like tuned into this podcast. um, We didn't come here to read poetry. Well, we did. Well, we well we did. Farewell to my uh, farewell to love by Michael Drayton. Michael Drayton, yes, you guys. This you is want to like read it or should I read it? You read it. Okay, your, your rhythm's better. <laughs> you think so? I I I remember like my my like first semester of undergrad. They were just like, we are gonna practice how to read a poem, and I'm like, oh, how to what? Right. But yeah, I mean, I think I forget that the stations are there. So I have to pause. Yeah. But then it's also awkward. So when do I pause and continue? Marina just used Trisha. Say Shura, Trisha. Shura. You know, how do you spell Kesara? Because is it like, you know, it's a, it's a Kesara, Kesara. It's like Kesara, Yeah. How do you spell that? Because I'm like, isn't it? Isn't that how you spell it? U U E S E R A Kesara. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, know. It's spelled because I'm like, it looked familiar. So that's like, I think it's spelled. It's spelled like Spanish. I okay. Everybody in this podcast is like, everyone listening is like, what? What is Seishura and Kesara? You guys, it's just, it's okay. It's fine. Okay. No, they're probably like, it's the drinks. It's the no, drink. it's not. Not no, even halfway not. through. <laughs> I'm probably going to change out of the sweater though because it's going to get a little hot in here. I got a little, well, I'm wearing kind it of warm, kind of off the shouldery. My boobs are like up today. I'm actually wearing like a proper bra because <laughs> you know, I was gonna be vulgar and say do you hear that Matthew but oh, oh I was already uh, vulgar. Boo, boo. boo boys <laughs> no boys allowed in this no girls boys. only club Pretty except much. for our dear listeners who are boys yeah. <laughs> you know, we do have a good we do have a like a weirdly like 
sometimes even percentage in some of the episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like I, I was a little bit surprised. I was looking at it like a while ago and I'm like, men listening <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Okay, so this is a sonnet. And if you don't know what a sonnet is, um, oh boy. Okay, so sonnets of usually a 14-line poem. There's two different types of sonnets. There's a Petrarchan and there's a Shakespearean sonnet. And the two differ in the rhyming scheme. And rhyming is, well, you guys know what rhyming is. So each different sonnet follows a pattern. And that's really all I'm going to say because it's just, it's more difficult to explain. So Farewell to Love, Michael Drayton, very wonderful sonnet. Um, and it's it's about telling somebody to fuck off pretty much, right? <laughs> and the most, what was it? Respectfully? Respectfully? Um, respectfully, you're dead to me. Yeah, respectfully, you're dead to me. That's what it was. Okay. Farewell to love. Since there's no help, come, let us kiss and part. Nay, I have done, you get no more of me. And I am glad. Yeah, glad with all my heart that thus so cleanly I myself can free. Shake hands forever, cancel all our vows. And when we meet at any time again, be it not seen in either of our brows that we one jot of former love retain. Now at the last gasp of love's latest breath, when his pulse failing, passion speechless lies, when faith is kneeling by his bed of death and innocence is closing up his eyes. Now, if thou wouldst, when all have he, oh, oh my God, I was doing so good. You were, it's okay, keep going. I'm going to do this from the from the top 13th line. Now, if thou wouldst, when all have given him over from death to life, thou mightest him yet recover. Beautiful. So, just so good. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I remember I was reading, you know, that's part of are the examples that we had to read through. And I was like, yo, I, right. I want to write this. <laughs> Like when I see you again, I don't even want you to look at me. We don't know each other. Not even by our brows are we gonna signal that we even knew each other. Right. And yeah, okay. I don't and I will hate you until I die. <laughs> and when faith is kneeling by his bed of death and innocence is closing up his eyes. Now, if thou wouldst, when all have given him over from death to life, thou mightst him yet recover like damn he's really telling you even on my bedside table i will never be happy that i knew you mm -hmm. like my last words are fuck you <laughs> i think that was like beautiful that was that it's so clever i'm just like dang okay well, that word. that's poetry that is poetry. that's poetry not this whole rupee car bullshit <laughs> Shout out to anyone who likes Rupi Car. It's a drinks. It's a drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, there's this burning question because I know you were super and you're still super like like school is school. We get school done before anything else. Uh -huh. How do you prepare for a semester? Okay. And does it work? Okay, this is a fantastic question because I started doing this today. <laughs> okay, so whenever we get a syllabus, 
whenever I get a syllabus, the first thing that I do is buy the books. Why? <laughs> because I have learned to get them as early as possible because they could change when they want things to do or because we're in a pandemic, it could take fucking forever to get the books. Uh, one of our books, the Spanish sonnet, I ordered that day, that day that I got the syllabus and it didn't come until literally last week. And mm. I was freaking out because we, I thought we were going to need it, but we won't need it until I think like uh, it's the third cycle, third cycle. Yeah. Okay. So then I was look at all of the reading assignments that are due um, for the first cycle. And then I do what I said. I go through and I kind of just like do add little tabs to every like section that I need to read. I gather up how many pages that I need to read. And then I divide that into a span of a week. So every day I'll read X amount of pages so that I can be done by a certain time and then turn everything in. Like this week, for example, we have critical assignment, which is like questions for our reading assignment due on Thursday. So starting probably later tonight, I have to read 17 pages so I can be done by Thursday and be able to turn on our questions. Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I do like the big chunks first. And then next week on Tuesday, we have our sonnets due. So then I'll start writing that um, like in between like my breaks of doing readings. Right. And then when it comes to critiques, I just, I just do like just the first ones that I see and mm -hmm. yeah, I get all of them. I download them onto my iPad and I just write my notes on there. And then I just refer to them when I'm doing my critiques. And that's kind of how, right. kind of how I prep for the semester. I just like start looking ahead and trying to plan out as much as possible. Um, I used to try to get all of the reading done in like a day and that's, mm -mm. that doesn't work. And also I'll forget everything. So I found like spacing out the reading just is more manageable. It's more realistic too, in case I had to do anything. So that's kind of how I do it. Um, it's worked for me in terms of being able to get things done on time and also just retaining more. Um, I Also, the scanning feature on GoodNotes on the iPad. Oh, bless. bless. God bless, because I, I don't like writing in my books. No. Well, I rented mine this semester, so I can't write in them. <laughs> I bought them. I bought them because I knew I was going to want them yeah I see I was thinking about that but I'm like when I rented them I was like you know what I'm not really sure about poetics what am I going to do with all these books I don't have any space mm -hmm. um I'll probably buy like the making of a poem or a little book on form I'll probably buy that one now because I know oh, um, nice. I want to get the that encyclopedia the Princeton yeah I have it in my I have it in my cart already look at her she's a poet <laughs> she's a poet or whatever um, I think last semester I sort of like floundered around my first two semesters where it's like, okay, you know, there's not really a plan. We're just going to get everything done by its due date. Now I've tried your way. And it, even though I didn't do it this past cycle, <laughs> I, like I marked everything up and everything. Did I abide by my schedule of reading? Absolutely not. But I have already done some reading today so like everything's marked up I even have oh. like books by cycle are marked this isn't for poetics but like by cycle they're marked so then I can just divide them up when it comes to it 
okay this is so much easier and i'm like okay this is this is it's gonna it's gonna flow nicer i think i'm gonna do that yeah i'm gonna do that after because i like i was in cleaning mode you know (laughs) but um yeah i like that so then you can just kind of get a like a head start i for sure know that in our like quote-unquote month that we have off that big i'm probably gonna try to knock out like like the last two cycles um because i just want to i want to get things done i i just want to get things done because like i like thesis is like (laughs) it's coming girl yeah it's coming i want to get as much as i can done yeah wow look at you i know what a thought what a thunk and then for novella our professor actually like divided up she's like this is what the ideal schedule mm-hmm. would look like so she was like five days readings and writing five pages and then the next five days are or no like like writing your your pieces throughout and then the next five days are or seven days are uh editing and critiquing and I'm like yo I will figure out my own way because I don't know <laughs> like yeah they appreciate it but no. yeah I'm like we need to be a little bit more neurotic than that like yeah yeah I've never but we'll see no I you know what's so funny too is that last semester was such an easy semester for me because I literally had the least demanding class ever 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 mm-hmm. now I have this really dem- I chose a really demanding class but I, because I thought to myself it's gonna put me on a schedule which is gonna be great because then I can do thesis right and I'll like I'll literally put force myself to be on a schedule to get everything in and then like life happened and now I'm just like I don't really I wish I really didn't do this yeah. but I know, I know in my head and I know myself that I needed to have a demanding class to get back on a schedule. Definitely. Because last semester, I think I was like, I think I was pretty much like floating. I think that was like my, my most chill ever semester where it was just mm-hmm. like, ooh, 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 ooh. I don't have to do much, you know, like eh, I won't show up to class. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, I, I missed class like twice and both of them for like actual reasons, but I didn't yeah. doubt that I missed them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just tired of like like being so stressed because I didn't do stuff before mm. you know like it's crazy how I have went I've gone through well I mean to be fair and I'm being completely honest undergrad was not that hard I feel like I was just being dramatic but I only say that because I've gone through it before Cause like in the moment it's freaking hard, but I never had to worry about due dates. Now I'm like, well, I mean, I had stuff that was due, but I was always like on time for it. Hmm. Now I'm like, fuck, I got work. It's a part-time job, but I'm working full-time hours. You know, it's like, guys, this is a lot, but we're just, we're hanging in there and we're going to, we're going to get it done. Oh yeah. I've like, when I was working, like working part-time, honestly like I cared more about school so I would tell them like these are the days that I can work mm-hmm. it's like the other days like I'm doing school and maybe like and I even lied sometimes I lied and say like we meet on the weekdays because like I I wanted like a good like 
couple of weekdays to have a break to do stuff. Remember in undergrad though, I was crazy. I would do all of my homework that was due that week Sunday, the Mm. entire Sunday. I woke up at six in the morning to go down to the computer labs and just completely get started. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would take a break. I would go and I would get breakfast with everybody. And then I would go back. And then when there was dinner, I would take a break and then get dinner with everyone. And then I probably would finish by like nine or 10 and go to bed. Mm -hmm. So then that entire week I had literally nothing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Which you can't really do that with grad school. I think it would be so unrealistic to try to get that done. I think my senior, my senior year was okay. Cause like we were going from nine to nine and that was classes and meetings. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got my homework done, but I was also filming my thesis. So it's like, I didn't really have homework for that class because it was just prepping. I mean, well, the prep was the homework. I don't know. I didn't have a set schedule. I do remember staying up for like three days straight, though, to finish finals. I think I do remember. I heard you. Like, and it was like, I don't know. It was a year, two years ago. But I feel so, I felt like I was so much younger, you know, like physically. physically? <laughs> like, I don't think I could do that anymore. I trip up when I think about it and I'm like, damn, how long has it been? It's been like two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Two years out. Like it's hard trying to stay up past two o'clock now. Well, no, that's not true. Doing homework. Well, dude, oh my God. I can't, I cannot justify anymore staying up late to do homework. Like Mm. in my head, I'm like, I'll take the L. And like, (laughs) I'll take the L. I'm gonna go to bed. I'll do this. I'll just wake up early tomorrow. Like I'm gonna that's what we I think that's what we did on Friday for the scansion. We were like, you know what? I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna go to bed and I'll just wake up early tomorrow. Cause I'm not going to go without no sleep. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I think I just, cause man, there were some days undergrad, like I was up super late trying to do something and it wasn't even good. It was that like, mm. I just don't, I'm not going to crack my head anymore with it. I, I will right. take it out if I need to. Mm-hmm. I remember this one night in particular, I was editing a, this is my, at the end of my junior year, I was editing a documentary all night long around seven I went upstairs 7 a.m I went upstairs to take a shower and get ready for an interview at eight and then I was back at it at my desk working on that documentary at like nine so I just went to go get breakfast and then I went to oh it was awful my first semester there it was like my no it was the end of my freshman year I was like dead I was completely dead up all night and my professor was like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like, just don't talk to me because <laughs> I won't be able to reply. I went to B-dubs after the final, had a margarita and knocked out of my friend's room. It was fantastic. That, margar- that margarita knocked me out like a light. That, was, that sounds, that just. It's the best sleep ever, but it was so unhealthy. Like, what the heck? Why are we doing this to ourselves? I know. I never really had that moment in undergrad where I had to be up super late, except for except for one time where I actually forgot to do the assignment. Mm-hmm. I literally forgot to do the assignment. Um, and that was horrible. That was super horrible. And we had to have it printed out and brought to class. 
Oh. Yeah. So I had to, st- I stayed up pretty much like all, I think I got like three hours of sleep. I finished it and it was really bad, but I finished it and I woke up and I just went to go get it printed. I, I got a yogurt and I went to class. <laughs> some kind of protein dairy anything (laughs) whatever it needed to be but my my first semester ever 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 I and you know like in high school they tell you oh it's gonna be so much harder and (laughs) and and they're you know they'll never let that slide in college which is such a lie college is so much I think college for me was easier than high school like I I yeah I cried a lot in high school over grades and stuff. I didn't cry at all for grades and undergrad. I cried for other things, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't cry for grades. In my first semester, I had this really amazing class. It was ethical systems. And basically it was just kind of diving into the philosoph- the philosophical idea of our morals and where did we learn those from? And, you know, like different, different philosophers and their take on where we stand in our morals and how we practice our morals. And like that whole that whole question of if there, um, if you were looking at two train tracks, what would you, who would you save one child or mm. five, you know, right? like why we make those kind of more moral decisions. Anyway, we had our last paper due and it was our own topic. I chose a really, really weird topic. I was very, I'm a very weird person. If people, I feel like people that kind of know me only know like, the surface, they don't know how demented I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like your humor too. Like it's down to your your humor. It's down to my humor. And, and, and I think people think, you know, oh, she's really funny. No, I like, like I can go. I can I go can, darker. Do you want me to? <laughs> I'll go darker. I will. I know. Like my whole thing is I like the very strange and dark and unusual. Mm-hmm. So I did my essay defending a man in Germany who ate his like hookup. You and cannibalism. I don't know. I I would never engage in cannibalism, but I, 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 it's something interesting about it to me. Yeah. But what was interesting was it was actual psychology behind him. And this is like an actual kink. Mm. Like it's a real kink. It's not a kink that people go to the extreme lengths of actually committing like, eating somebody but it's it's a kink that kind of it's a kink that like is trying to express a more affection like these people that have these like desires of being swallowed whole or like like being consumed to them it is like the ultimate way to show affection like you love someone so much you want them to be a part of you kind of Mm -hmm. thing it was really interesting and I pitched it to my professor and he that ass told me he's like there have only been three people ever in my class to have pitched this topic and none of them did it right. I don't think you should do it. He's like, I'm really sorry. I was also the only freshman in this class. Mm -hmm. Like you're very young. And I think that you should take a different approach. He's like, this is a really tough subject. He's like, it's, it's a, it's really like really fucked up. I was like, I'm gonna do it. Right. (laughs) Like I'm going to do it. You're just talking me. You're just talking to me into it now. Yeah, but I fucking stressed over it so hard, man. Yeah. I was like, I had to do it good. You know, I watched that documentary. I shit you not, like four times, and like pages and pages of pages of notes, and I was going on like 
forums of these people that have these kinks and like looking at like like seeing the interaction and then there is a psychologist who has a blog only dedicated to kinks and explains them and like and so I went on that and whatever I had all of my stuff ready and I was typing away in the library one day and it was due that day and I was I we were supposed to send in a draft. If we, if we wanted feedback, we sh- we were supposed to send in a draft. And I wanted feedback. So I sent in my draft and my professor totally missed it. So here I am with no notes for my draft and I had to turn it in. And I sent, I, um, I sent him another email like a couple, like a couple hours before. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to send in my thing. You never gave me notes for my draft. So I'm just right. going to send it. And I'm freaking out because I'm just like, crap, like, what if I really am going to do bad? Mm-hmm. And my professor felt so bad that he, he was like, he, he's like, I'm going to give you notes right now. Please do not send it in. Bless. He's like, I am only going to do this for you. He's like, because you sent in your draft way before the deadline and I totally missed it. He's like, I'm going to let you turn it in tomorrow, Saturday. He's like, Saturday night. He's like, I, you know, I'm so sorry. And I looked at my mm-hmm. notes and I looked at the drafts, the notes he had for my draft. And I was like, oh, okay. And I changed it. I got right. it done, like, I got it done later that night. I was just like, I don't need the extension. I was able to do it, but that was the only time I did. I genuinely remember that I felt so stressed because mm. here's this person telling me that I shouldn't be doing this. And then me inside knowing, no, I really want to do this. Like I'm really passionate about this. Like I, re- I know what I'm doing, but yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, <laughs> it's like, I'll fictionally put, kill a pig and put it on a spit just for you. <laughs> I know, like, first of all, oh man, you should have read my short stories for Latin American short stories and poems, because if you think the pig one was like disturbing, Mm -hmm. you, oh man, one of my short stories that I, the first short story that I ever got published is about a, an AI that lives across the street from this woman who is pregnant. And this woman that's pregnant gets super obsessed with the AI and then at the end, the AI like is laying on the on the lawn, like completely like just ripped apart. And like the pregnant woman is just oh like the pregnant woman was like, I did not do that. And she like goes back. Yeah. Like, just, like that one, Johnny, like our professor yeah. was like, what? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Or we had to do um, we had to write four endings like four mm. like like a paragraph of like an ending and oh man i wrote one about like this this guy who turned into a lizard and gets like becomes really obsessed with this woman and she doesn't love him back and at the end he turns into a lizard and like eats eats her 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 mans in mm. front of her and the ending is that the police come and see like this lizard man covered in blood smiling Oh my god. <laughs> Trisha, it's all of those freaking true crime shits that you watch. The, what are they called? 
true crime yeah true crime or yeah. you know circular the, there's a there's one that really freaked out some people there's two that really freaked out people those those two i didn't share like to submit to for critiques i wrote on a, I wrote other ones but mm-hmm. two that really freaked people out was um when it was like a little ghost story this couple lost their children and the children come back as angels but they've completely like rotted Ooh. yeah i thought that was that's crazy. nice though yeah, yeah. Uh, they come back but then you know the parents are unsure if they want the kids back because they're not yeah. and then another one was of a child again i don't know what, I, don't, I don't know why I, the children and eating um <laughs> it was children a, and thingy things eating things yeah but it was a child that had like like weird little superpowers and um he like hated his parents and so like he like like me- like was able to strangle them without like 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 what is it telekinesis yeah right yeah telekinesis yeah he had like telekinesis <laughs> telekinesis is like manipulating materials oh okay i don't know but, that yeah but anyway he like strangled his parents and then he set the house on fire I've seen a couple of there was like an episode of Ghost Whisperer, I think that's what it was. I used to watch Ghost Whisperer. I used to watch it too. Dude, I used to watch Ghost Whisperer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I used to get up at 5 a.m. during high school. You're not. Are you serious? I started my day because Chiller, there was this, there's this cable channel called Chiller. It's all horror. And at 5 a.m. every weekday morning they played an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's how I saw that series. I was waking up every morning. I started my day with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's fierce. (laughs) Doing my hair up so I can wear my cheer uniform. That is fierce. I used to love watching, um, yeah, Ghost Whisper, um, A Haunted House, like that whole, like, I was on, I think, I forgot what channel it was, but like, uh, Ghost Hunters? I didn't watch Ghost Hunters. But Ghost Whisper was like where I stopped with ghosts. I would get scared, so then I had to stop. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought if I kept yeah. watching this, I, I would I would think in my head, I'm like, if I keep watching this, the ghost is gonna latch onto me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the ring, it's gonna crawl through the TV. Uh, oh my god! I have not seen that movie, and my cousin oh, wants me to. No, so I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I there's <laughs> a point in my life in like high school during the summer. I told myself I'm gonna get over my fear of watching scary movies because I. I didn't like, I don't like watching scary movies. Mm-hmm. So every single morning I would watch a scary movie. Oh my God. And I watched The Ring and that shit. <laughs> oh, when she come, oh, oh man. When she comes out of the, out of the TV and, oh, she comes out of the TV and no, no, no. What was it? <sighs> there's a, there's a part of the movie where, one of the like i think the love interest of the mother watched the the tape and she's like slowly coming to him and she turned around and he has he's like just like sucked completely dry or something and she freaks out and then and then the little girl's right behind her i fucking lost it i was like no 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 No. did you ever when you were younger like middle school and when they had rainy days did they ever like just play movies in class did you ever get to do that no did you ever have rainy days like we just couldn't go outside yeah but we like played heads up seven up 
Oh, first of all, that was really fun. Yeah. It was and like, like four corners. Yeah. That shit was fun. We had a um, PE, uh, my middle school. It wasn't a rainy day. It was a hot day. It was that day where it was like the hottest yeah. day ever. It was like 113 yeah. or something like that. So obviously we couldn't do PE. So this motherfucker played Insidious. <gasps> but that's good i okay i've seen the first two insidious and i love them i know man i i mean i couldn't not watch right but like oh when when the like when the demon with all the, the red and like the the stripe thing is behind mm-hmm. my dad i fucking lost oh my God. i think we we were watching that one with our friend with our she was our friend in elementary school and like yeah and um her house is really old. No. Okay, like I never wanted to go into her basement because oh, she had a basement and the cat always freaking uh, hid down there. But we watched her down. Her house was old, like wooden door, like wooden, wooden doors. Um, she put it on and we were watching it in her room. And my parents came to pick us up. So we didn't get to finish it with her. Yeah. But she texted us later. How dare you leave me in this creepy ass house by myself <laughs> watching this fucking movie? And we were like, we didn't tell you to finish it but like yeah we didn't my bad. <laughs> oh no man i don't really like watching scary movies no i don't i don't like <laughs> halloween scary any no Mm-mm. i don't like haunted houses i mm. don't like like uh I, no it wasn't last not last year but the year before in 20 2020 matt and i went out with his uh fraternity big and his at the time girlfriend we went to like this haunted drive-in like movie thingy it it was like it was supposed to be like you drive in your car and you park and it's like a drive-in so there's like little radio next to the car and like it's projecting the sound or you can tune into the radio and the car but like it's haunted, right? So you get scared by these people. Oh my God. I, no. I couldn't fucking do it. I was so nervous the entire time. Yeah. And had a blast. Matt thought it was the funniest thing ever. And like, they were like, you have to roll your windows down. I was like, absolutely not. I am not right. Down, sir. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. You really think so, but no. Right. I was nervous the entire time. I'm not good with scary anything at all. I would never... I couldn't like when even when we were little, we wouldn't go outside uh, like we would trick or treat. And that was it. We come back in. But when people would come to our grandma's house to like ring the doorbell, trick or treat, whatever, we would stay inside because people, little kids would come with fucking scream masks. I know and we would yeah. get scared. And especially with the ones that pump blood, like we're not doing that. I was about to say, yo, those I'm were like, no, they, those they, funny too. we were scary kids like. Um, we used to watch Disney Channel when we were little. I don't know if you remember, but they used to play like every Halloween, they'd play the Halloween decoms. Yeah. And I remember, don't look under the bed. It's about the boogeyman. Freaking scared the shit out of me. I still to this day will not watch it. It's not scary anymore. I know that. But scared the shit out of me when I was little. <laughs> not doing it anymore. You know, what had, you know, you know which show had the scary. I think like the scary um, Halloween episodes, SpongeBob. I thought they were creepy. They were creepy. They were so creepy that the Halloween special where like they take off the cloak and he has like the exposed brain. Uh huh. 
so weird. They always repeated the one about that ghost or like the it's like a spatula. She's got a spatula for a hand. Oh my god. It was yeah. weird. I'm like yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah, not no. Halloween related, but that episode where like he goes down to like the abyss. That was a scary episode. Oh, I don't. I didn't watch SpongeBob oh. that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> or did you see the episode of Doodle Bob? Yeah, that everyone saw me. that episode. That one, and then the robot, like the it's SpongeBob scary. robot. You, that's you know what? You can thank your your AI story to SpongeBob. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. I dedicate my the story that was published to SpongeBob. <laughs> Screw you, Doodle Bob. <laughs> I remember uh, that the episode of Doodle Bob came out, like didn't come out obviously, but it was out. My cousin from from Nicaragua was had come to stay with us for a little bit, and he made fun of me so hard for being scared of that of that episode. Whatever, he dude. Laughed so hard because I came out of my room crying, and he laughed Aww. so hard. Yeah, like you can leave my house, sir. Yeah, like you making like, fun of me. Like, actually. <laughs> You are a visitor. I actually, yeah. I used to say that. I used that's how I used to say actually when I was a kid. Actually, Uh, actually, 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 actual library. (laughs) I'm like library. Okay, chill. Library, 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 library. Can I tell you that Matt was so annoyed of me this week because here I am literally like, shall I, shall I, shall I, shall I, I was going, how was I doing, shall I, I was going, they flee from me, that sometimes did, shall I compare the two, I was literally clapping, foot, 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 and i would be like i would be like stressed or unstressed stressed or unstressed he's like i think it's stressed i'm like okay and then i'm like are you sure he's like i don't know right he just told me he's like spend time with me no he's like i think you should make a tiktok of yourself just doing that and because like i think that's funny i'm like that's that's funny that's actually funny shall i come shall i compare thee to a summer's day no please don't summer's days are hot and sweaty Unless they're hot, hot and sweaty, and also summer really doesn't last that long. And if it does right. last, and whatever, but you are so beautiful that your summer will last forever. Because I wrote this poem. Because I wrote this poem. Men, William, William Shakespeare, everybody. Man, am I Thanks right? You know, there's theory that William Shakespeare was actually a woman. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and she was awful and contributed to toxic masculinity the worst poem ever <laughs> you know i like there's some sonnets of william shakespeare that i actually do like i do not like sonnet number 18 if i'm gonna be honest i like romeo and juliet i think they're really dumb but it's fun <laughs> so that's all the time we have guys um, <laughs> i mean i don't mind it it's 
to be fair, I haven't read anything else by William Shakespeare. So you've never had the pleasure of experiencing Hamlet. I think Hamlet is... I know. I want to read Hamlet so bad. Hamlet is very good. Hamlet, the, 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 the soliloquy, fantastic. This is soliloquy. Is it a... No. No. Yes. Soliloquy. I need to look that up. I can't remember a soliloquy. So uh, I just remember reading Roman and Juliet in sophomore English in high school. And that was it for him. And then we moved on to John Steinbeck and of Mice and Men. Oh yeah. I don't know. It was soliloquy. Hamlet's soliloquy is very good. Uh, oh yeah, we were we read Steinbeck. We we read uh, Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> I didn't read Grapes of Wrath until I don't think I've ever read Grapes of Wrath. I saw the movie adaptation in a film history class in Mount Zach. There's a film adaptation? Yes. I did not. It's about that family migrating to wherever, right? They like have to pick up their whole life. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Grapes of Wrath is a family migrating to Northern California. Right. And it, you know chronicles it's split into two so each chapter is a chapter about the family and then a chapter about the land right uh yeah they made them yeah we read that and we read a cannery row i've never heard of that cannery row it's about it's about monterey like up northern california Mm -hmm. it's very surreal when i went finally up north for the first time i begged matt to stop in monterey so that i can take a picture under cannery row (laughs) oh it's on my instagram if you guys want to check it out right she's a lip buff but that is the only like reference ever (laughs) i know (laughs) but um i think that's i think that's kind of where i got my writing style not gonna lie was a like uh ap english literature my senior year i started reading like steinbeck um ernest hemingway i think that I think Hemingway for me was a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like Albert Camus, like these people that write very, like, very realistic, um, and also a, a a little bit like existential, a little bit pessimistic. I think that's my mm-hmm. my writing. I think my writing is very like direct and also a little bit existential. I think mm-hmm. that's what my writing is. Yeah, it's like a really great quote quote from Canary Row. I'm trying to find it exactly because i don't want to paraphrase <laughs> but um yeah so canary row in monterey in california is a poem a stink a grating noise a quality of light a tone a habit a nostalgia a dream i love that Aww. i love that that's nice yeah that i love that that was in the book oh i like that i like that too i think my like <laughs> writing style I just know that nothing takes place it's like the opposite I can't do realism I feel like if I try to write realism it won't last long and I'll end up just like putting it in some world of my creation like there can't be any streets (laughs) if they are they're dirt roads and wagons but I think the only realism I can do is probably like if we're talking about time in the 14th century, 
I was good. How did I know? Fourteenth <laughs> century is good. Like right before the pistol, we're right there. Like right before the age of swords died, <laughs> and the and gunpowder came out. Uh, I've had so many like. I've had so many ideas on like making like an actual book, like a fiction. But even then I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a book or a show or a movie. Yeah. I do not know. Like, I think you kind of have to like write it and see if it works in that form. Yeah. And if not, cause like I, I've started writing uh, a screenplay that is a very big fantasy set piece. And I'm like, you know what? This is probably best fitted for, like, I can see it as a trilogy. Like, I've sort of planned it out as a trilogy. Okay. Um, but for a novel first, and then a script. Because I feel like there's more to the world. There's plenty of other subplots that I need to get through for this story that you just can't do in film. Like, there, these are the subplots that will be cut when I adapt it. So it's like when I adapt it. <laughs> exactly. She's a connect she's adapting her own things. I hope like if it works, if things work out like that, I hope I have a good agent that will negotiate me to get the app the adaptation. Get my own app. I would like to request my own adaptation. Yeah. Like can I write the script too? If you're gonna buy this, can I write it? Because not that I don't know what to cut. Yeah, I cut. Like yeah. I cut a lot when I edit. So <laughs> it's just like no. And I, you know what? A lot of people are scared of cutting down their work. Yeah, they are. People. I think that is the number one thing that people have a hard time understanding that it's actually okay to cut. There is such thing as overwriting. Yeah, it really is. Like I've cut, I think I was working on the chat book for, for fairy tale. I had to cut like three pages, not mm-hmm. to make it 30 pages, but because it just like was not working. Like I didn't yeah. need to know this backstory for this other character that just didn't really matter. I'll, I'll overcut sometimes and I'd be like, where did it go? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And a lot of people get like, not in grad school but in undergrad you couldn't say shit about these people's scripts like because they they would just always defend it and defend it and defend it and I'm like but this is what a workshop's for There's people in grad school that do that as well oh yeah well well yeah. yeah I'm just like it's kind of like if everyone in the room is saying you're an asshole maybe you're an asshole but if everyone in the room is saying that this doesn't work maybe it doesn't work yeah. And that's okay because you can rework it because the piece as a whole is not bad. Just this teeny tiny part has to yeah, go. I think that's kind of the issue with, um, with artists in general is like, we, we, there's a very select few people that will take critique very well. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that really do have to learn. Like, I think that's something that I'm happy about my program in undergrad was that we like they taught us how to take critique because we yeah they were gonna need it I <laughs> I think I take I mean I listen when I get critiques I I listen and then I'm just like no 
Mm. You know, like I think I'm very selective. It's kind of weird. I feel like I'm really selective with whose critiques I will actually take into consideration because like most of the time I feel like uh, I don't get critiqued well. Like somebody really didn't take the time and mm-hmm. that already makes me be like, I don't really care about this critique. Other times when this, it is somebody that I'm like, I really appreciate that this person took a lot of time and effort and I'm going to go back and see their notes. That's when I'll take it. So I think for me, in terms of critiques, I have to, I have to know that you actually gave a fuck. Yeah. I think I was just afraid to get critiqued not because it was like oh of the extra work it will create for me or if it's like even good critiques mm-hmm. I just didn't ha- I hadn't had I hadn't built that skin yet mm-hmm. because in undergrad whenever I felt like whenever it was like my turn no one would have anything to say except the professor and I'm like okay, thanks guys. You can pipe up for everyone else. You can pipe up for your friends, but because I'm not in any of your friend groups, then you won't say shit for me. Thanks. Cool. But I'll keep doing you favors. No. Um, but now it's like the first, um, what was it? Um, photographic narrative was when I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's time to grow a little skin because this is your first like exposure to real actual critique and it's not you, it's the work, <laughs> you know? I mean, so, yeah, like rule number one is you don't mix a speaker and the writer for that reason. Yeah. So you don't make it personal. Although again, people don't really pay attention to that rule even in grad school, right. it pisses me off. And I think that's when I'll ignore the critique. If they make it, oh, I think you... If, if they start bringing me into it or like, I like this, I didn't like this and don't give me a reason. And exactly. Then that. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, but I, I don't, don't like, it's not care. useful to me. Yeah. Like, and, and so what, yeah, that, that was always something that I, I noticed that my, my first semester of grad school, when I heard somebody say you, and I was like, oh no, baby, mm-hmm. no, I've tuned out already. And that's yeah. a, that professor had to like constantly remind people not to say you like, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, everybody should really know that when you're critiquing, you're critiquing the work. It is not about the writer. It is about the speaker you're giving mm-hmm. about, you know, what's in it, whether it's like technical, um, like, where are the pauses, how the sentence is structured, mm-hmm. um, different, like different variations of language that's being used. Where's the imagery? How are you using imagery? What right. are you using? And then, you know, get down to the overall narrative or whatever. Like, what's the theme? What's the story? Yada, yada, yada. Don't say you. Don't say, I think you did this for this. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. It's not about it's like the author will beat themselves up. Yeah. Already. So you don't like it's already going to be in their head, even if you're not even saying you. It's like even if you're pointing anything out about the piece that maybe needs improvement or whatever, they're already going to be like, okay, like we need to fix this because I suck or whatever. I mean, that's what I did. That's what I did sometimes. But when it's like blatant, 
like blatantly put out there, it's it's much easier. And it's like, let's save, let's save all of us the grief for adding more on top of like what we already put on ourselves. Cause everybody goes through it. Everyone, everyone is doing it. So it's like, ooh, I just got a whiff of whatever my mom was waking, making and I'm like, like but it's learning how to critique well because you know you want pe- you want people to know that you took the time. Like mm-hmm. I I really don't like when I get a critique where it's just like I like that you did this. I like this and this and and this and like you said I don't like there's no reason. So for me it's like you read this in one and then you just picked out a bunch of stuff. You didn't read it and make notes and ask questions like right because it's an analysis too yeah exactly every it's an analysis and people don't think of it that way like when i am critiquing i am making notes everywhere to just help me give myself things to talk about in the critique but you know like i know i'm taking my time mm-hmm. so like i would like for everybody else to be taking right like you. if i can give you a decent uh-huh. critique i mean, I mean I'm, I'm guilty, guilty of, of why did i get so much feedback right now Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I heard my voice. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't um, do that. So that's weird. okay. Um, I'm guilty of taking the loss and turning stuff in without having critiqued a couple of people, but I'll always send it to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just ask for the uh, courtesy <laughs> of getting it. <laughs> of getting it. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I have to be able to I feel like critique because I already am so set on where the story is going if the critique deviates from that direction hard for you to be like yeah it's hard for me to take it yeah because I'm like uh like I'm reluctant to take this piece of advice because you don't know where the story is going I do you know and then if it's like when we get there and you say it doesn't work. Okay. Then it doesn't work, you know, because like we submit 10 pages a day. They're not going to have an idea on the ending, but like, I sort of already know where it's going. Mm. I already know where it's going. So if they're like, Oh, maybe you should change this at the beginning. I'm like, well, but well, I'm going to well, need that I, later. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's because like, this, this topic or this theme hasn't been introduced yet. That's why. It's difficult with classes like novella, like the one you're taking, because you're essentially creating a full, almost a full length work, full mm-hmm. length body of work. So it's hard for somebody to be like, I didn't really like this because like you said, they have no idea that it's going to be coming up or, or play an important role in like, in, like in a couple of scenes. Only you know mm-hmm. that because you've made the outline and you've sent in that outline and that's what you're going to do. So it's yeah. It, it is weird. I've only had experience with like short form. So, you know, I've had some people like mention to change something and then I have to like take a step back and be like, that's going to change. Oh, I got feedback too right now. That was weird. <laughs> I just heard this. No, 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 no. I mean, I got my, I heard myself too right now. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, oh. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, they like in short, like short stories, they'll be like, I think this should be changed. And in my head, I'm like, 
then that completely destroys the story. And like, mm. you should know that. If right, because it'll be like a half-baked analysis and it's yeah. like, I think you should change this. And it's it says like, yada, yada, yada. But okay, didn't, let's be You didn't understand this. And mm. I, I remember, I remember, um, I remember in my Latin American short stories class, there was somebody that had written something and a lot of people were suggesting to make the changes. And my professor was a little bothered. And he said, he's like, that means none of you guys understood this. It's like, and mm. you guys don't understand why this is an important piece, like important part of the story. Yeah. And that, you know, that made it, that made a lot of sense. Like part of the critique is knowing that you understood this. And if you didn't understand it, then that's when you say like, I didn't understand this part. I'm this is a question I'd like to ask you. Like in my critiques, I've even said, I'm like, I think you should ask yourself the question of, you know, um, what is this supposed to do for the character? What is this character supposed to do? And why is this sort of situation or like a, a changing moment? You know, and if you ask yourself that question, then it will become clear for you on how to redo it to make it that point. Yeah. Because if it's like... I think that's when it gets constructive. Like if you're going to offer up a critique, you need to have solutions for it. Exactly. Because otherwise I'm not going to, I can't, I still can't use it. You mm-hmm. can say why it doesn't work, but if there's no suggestion on where to go, yeah. that's what a workshop is. Mm-hmm. And again, you're offering, um, you're offering your suggestions. Like you, like what you just said right now, someone's telling you this doesn't work. And you as a writer, it's like, okay, but why? then mm-hmm. then it solidifies for you it's like okay then this person doesn't understand what i was supposed like does didn't read this the right way mm-hmm. but then that could also be i mean it kind of it, it's kind of it's like a double-edged sword like it's a stab to you because you realized this person didn't read this correctly mm-hmm. and it's also a stab to you because you realize holy shit, maybe I didn't write this correctly for the person to get it. I've had that before. Yeah. One of the, my first first nonfiction piece I've ever written was in a photographic narrative about that stunt double. Oh, yeah. I had, I realized I was like, first of all, that girl didn't get it because she doesn't understand what colorism is. But uh, there were parts of it where I didn't write it clear enough for everyone to understand. Cause even you were confused about some things. So I'm like, okay, see, that's like, that's what I needed. Yeah. Not, I don't get why everybody is so hot and bothered about this colorism issue. Oh, <laughs> first of all, leave it to the old white lady to ask that question. Leave it like, to the old oh. white lady. Oh my God. When I, heard- that was like my first class, the professor was like, well, can you clarify for her? I'm like, how am I supposed to clarify for her when, when my heart is racing? I'm shaking because I don't want to talk to you people. It's my first class ever. And I'm telling you my shit. <laughs> that was really uncomfortable. I don't get why I'm talking about colorism when it's me. And then our other, the, our other friend that we ended up making in that class who are two people of color. And we're like, yeah. And our professor. And our professor <laughs> who is also a person of color. Like all of us are different shades of brown. And we're like, and oh I, I sent a text Marina. I'm like, I feel like this was a little bit racist. I'm not gonna lie. I got I got a smidget of racism there. 
I felt that mm-hmm. he was really upset about it. I'm like, why are we so hot and bothered, miss? And that's another example of a bad critique because you're not supposed to put or judge your the author's views or whatever, like the view of no. Mm-hmm. So it's like, take yourself out of it, take the writer out of it. What is the piece saying about the subject of colorism? Exactly. What did this piece present? Take mm-hmm. take out your personal bias. Take out like that you know the writer or whatever. It is the what did this piece do, and what did it not do, and how right. could it have done more? Oh, that bothers me so much. Like I really wish there was a class that everybody should like that could for everybody to take their first semester about how to critique, like how to read and respond. Mm-hmm. That would be such a great, I swear to God, when I become a professor, I'm going to pitch that. I'm going to pitch that kind of, that class because every, mm-hmm. people really, really do need to know, not even for just like writers, but anybody that is an art major will know that you will get critiques and you you got to learn how to take it, but also give it back. Yeah. I think a lot of the, I heard a lot of stories from animation when Melissa was in, school if anyone could not take critiques it was them there was no way what in one ear out the other and they defend it till they died they would stand on that soapbox and i'm like dude gotta gotta though like how to do it like i saw uh matt's um i was able to go to one of matt's critiques no, I was able to go in person when I Matt's critiques, but I didn't get to I didn't get to hear well. But then I went to Matt's um critique where he presented his thesis. And I was just like, yo, like these these people go in, 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 in. Like I'm just like, damn. I'm like, that I mean, that's good though. Like you're giving you're giving creative thick skin. But I think this is something that people don't really realize. People that are creative and that do basic career in the creative field we have the thickest skin mm-hmm. because part of our job is to get criticized <laughs> right and then we seem harsh because when we give criticism it's blunt and straightforward and to the point but that's also what we take yeah at the I same think- time so it's like that on the daily we get it on the daily mm-hmm. i think even as myself, as a person, that has changed me like drastically. Is I, I just will say the truth. <laughs> like yeah. I will tell you how it is, mm-hmm. and that has made me lose some friends because they didn't like that. And I'm just like, no, I can't. Like just as I cannot come in in a critique blind, I also cannot come into my life and continue my life blind and unable to say when something is not working or 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 give somebody a an honest piece of advice that they're not going to want to hear yeah I think it's translated into my work life at the restaurant because it's like I do not I cannot tolerate people who complain I cannot tolerate because that's like you can like you can do something about it same thing with like I'm like you don't stand on your soapbox. Don't defend this because you know that you can change it and make it better. So it's like, or if they freaking, if, if someone's work ethic doesn't match mine, I'm just like, I can't. But 
I don't, it's I, made me a harsher person. I don't know if that's a bad, it's not a bad thing because I feel fine. <laughs> it's the world around me. <laughs> it's the world around me that's like really agitating. <laughs> that Scott Disick, you know, I'm just convinced that everyone around me has issues and I'm just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel, you know, I, but I can help. I can't help it that I'm so popular. I can't help it that I'm so popular. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I definitely have been just, I, I think like I've just been harsher overall. Um, I also feel like I'm just way more sure of myself now. I think mm-hmm. being able to take critique and then knowing that I'm actively giving good critique, it makes me more sure of myself, like in terms of career and as a person, like I will literally say, I'm just like, I know I'm meant to be more. It's mm-hmm. just true. Like I know it in my heart that I'm meant to be more. And yeah. You can, you'll hear that and people will be like, oh, you, that, you think so highly of yourself. It's like, why shouldn't I? Why yeah. should I not? I'm not a serial killer. I'm not like a predator. I don't do bad things. I feel like, you know, I've had a, a pretty, pretty nice like life, you know, like mm-hmm. why not? Why not say that? And why not want more for myself? Like that's, yeah. But I think again, it's because I can take people's critiques and I know I can't, I won't take it to heart. I know I'm like somewhere in there could help me somewhere yeah. in a couple of words of mess, whatever that can help me. I'm like, and you know, that's to help me. I think that, yeah. makes, you know, but said, thanks at work. Someone had said, thank you so much. You're the best. Cause of helping them out. I was like, I know. And they're like, what? It's conceded much. I was like, I know I'm the best. I'm helping you out and doing my job at the same time. What does that make me? Like, I don't, I don't know how many other people can multitask in this goddamn restaurant. Like, let me tell you that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, Marina. Can I just, I, I really need to get, I know I'm the best because I'm helping you out while I'm also doing my job. So what does that make me? <laughs> That see that you had just repeated back to me what I said and I didn't realize that I sounded that harsh because in my head it's the truth. Yeah. But yeah. Fuck. It's, it's the truth. I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. I'm just convinced that everyone around me is the one with issues and I'm just right. perfect. <laughs> I don't think I'm perfect, but I just think no. that like I love what I do, so I take it seriously and I like that is something that nobody can say that that's not true like mm-hmm. I, i'll be damned if someone tells me it's like oh you really aren't super like into this or like oh i can tell that this is cut like this is just like a hobby i'll be damned i will i will be so pissed, be so pissed. if someone I- tells me that oh yeah um she's a writer when it's one of her hobbies I'm not paying X amount of money for this hobby. Okay. Like, no. Life. Isn't like, this is, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, um, I wrote an, an essay for thesis and, um, oh, my voice cried because I wanted to burp. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an essay for thesis and part of it was uh, at one point I, I, I wrote about um, how I was like doing this thing for class, but then I felt like I, you know, like I felt like it sucked as a little writer, da, 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 da. And my thesis professor, she's like, why do you have to say that you're doing this for class? And I'm like, because yeah. I was. And she's like, okay, but you're a writer. 
I'm like, right. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. She's like, you're a writer. Don't laugh about that. She's like, don't laugh that off. She's like, you are a writer. You wrote a short story. You wrote, you're writing about this now. She's like, you are a writer. She's like, I need you to get it into your head. Just because you're in grad school does not mean that you're not a writer. She's like, you are a writer and you're in graduate school because you are a writer. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like my mom was like giving me a pep talk. Yeah, because it's like when you first start, you always feel, especially in any creative field, you feel like you have to validate yourself yeah, to for, yourself. Exactly. You have to validate yourself first before you can say, hey, yeah, it's what I am. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've always felt so like silly to say that. I've always felt mm-hmm. so silly to be like, oh, I'm a writer. Because like when you think of writer, you think of books or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But um, after that, I was like, you know what? I am a writer. And I actually don't even talk about all the things that I've done or like all the places that have been published. Like I mm-hmm. literally do not like talk about it anywhere. And then I started doing that. And that's kind of when I started noticed, noticing people like on social media be like half of the people on social media that followed me were more engaging because I was doing it. And half of the people on social media were less engaging because I was doing that. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry about it. Like, what do you want me to say? You know, yeah. like all of these Bitcoin miners can flex that they're Bitcoin miners. Why can I not flex on a place that has a writer? Yeah. yeah. And I was never able to talk about what I was writing. Like, and this was, I think I started getting comfortable with it when I was in, when I was writing my thesis, because I had two ideas, one that I filmed and one that I couldn't because I didn't have any money, but it was so much better than the one that I filmed. Mm. I submitted it. I submitted it for SM, uh, MSMU. Um, and I, I couldn't really talk about it because I'm like, yeah, I'm writing this little thing. Like I was trying to devalue it to make myself comfortable yeah, because I was still like, so insecure oh, about it. Like nothing or something or, you know, where. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just this thing I'm working on. And even if it's no it's like 10 times better now like yeah I'm writing x well I'm not I'm not writing x y and z because everything I'm writing is for school but I'm still writing stuff um yeah but you're still, like you're still writing stuff like she she mentioned that too she's like just because you're writing for school she's like you're still writing stuff like you are still actively writing um I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a small request I I really have to pee oh okay that's fine <laughs> I'm gonna be right back I'm so sorry guys I, I okay. didn't realize that finishing the whole beer would make me want to pee <laughs> I'll be right back okay I'm back guys hello <laughs> we're back we're back um I'm gonna I'm gonna try something on well I'm gonna give Marina my my first impression reaction 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 this is from 85 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) (laughs) I never know how to do a moment before the podcast started. Not a dumb moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Yeah. So this is a this is a milk tea bun. And in the picture, it looked like it was like obviously milk tea, but it also looked like it had boba. It actually looks really good from via Zoom. Via Zoom. How do you pronounce it? Via or via? Via. Okay. Via. Via. I've heard via. via. I've heard via too, but I said via. That's like proper English. It smells delicious. Mm. It is. 
I love their pastries. They're so fluffy. It's so I fucking. All right, Trisha, chew for us. <laughs> it's the alcohol. It's the alcohol. It's I all- feel like I'm so much more funny with the alcohol. <laughs> I'm definitely much louder. Okay, let's go. I don't want to chew in front of the mic in case people don't like it. Oh my god. It. Is it good? Delicious. It's boba inside. There is boba inside. Is it popping boba or is it like regular regular boba? It's cooked. It's cooked mm. boba. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you hear me? Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> Just like ah. <laughs> delicious and more bite. Mm-hmm. Look. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Just kissing you guys. That's very You're great. Mm-hmm. Water down with more beer. <laughs> more beer? Yeah, Ew. Just- Cleanse that palate. That's going to be nasty. <laughs> well, we we're talking about the problem is everybody else, not us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've I think we've established that. Yeah. <laughs> no, can, if only you guys knew how insecure I really was. I know if only you guys know how scared I am about the rest of my life. <laughs> I really do. I really do think though that like I'll probably write something like which is really dark. Like obviously I write about rotting angels and like lizard people killing each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I'm probably going to end up going. Yeah. Like my whole thing with that lizard man, it was going to be like this very, like it was going to be set in like, like somewhere in like maybe Nicaragua, obviously, because that's where I'm from, but like, like in a small little town mm-hmm. and it was going to be like in a ranch or something. I had it all in my head. I'm just going to be very like, just not in America. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and i'm like that actually could be really cool i've never written it i've never touched it so do but, it yeah i feel like i can do it um there's a bunch i feel like i have a lot of concepts mm-hmm. same z's but i don't know if they're mixing in with one another mm. or if they're like not even producible if that is a word what do you mean by producible like if it's just a cute little one-liner but there's really nothing like i can develop it oh there's nothing more to add to it yeah hmm interesting wrong i think that's what i feel a lot about realism like it's just gonna be really boring like that late bloomer project i was like this is gonna be boring so i went to fantasy (laughs) i thought i haven't touched it project was a good idea though I thought it was cool. I think it just needs, I need to be able to devote time to it to develop it because a lot of it. What? 175. 175? Oh, okay. Not waving hi to me. Well, it's Marina. Huh? Marina. Oh. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. Good night. Good night. <laughs> mom, everybody. She didn't recognize you, but it's okay. <laughs> Hey, mom, please. Um, please. I'm um, buying a new purse. 
That's Ooh, uh, I just got one. <laughs> I just got a new. I just got a purse, and now I'm gonna get another one. It's fine. They're accessories. You can't have too many accessories. Um, yeah, I feel like so. I didn't like how little or I didn't like how slow it was coming to me, and I felt like I didn't have the time for it. That's cute though. It's so tiny. Don't don't hate me. Okay, do not hate me, but get the matching wallet. <gasps> Valentino. What? Wow. Anyway. What's this new purse? <laughs> I don't know. It's red. <laughs> What's the name? It's it's a it's a Michael Kors bag, okay? Oh, okay. But it's really cute. It has sparkles in it. Anyway, besides the point, let's not talk about my severe, weirdly, my weird addiction to designer, which I also feel like I like nobody knows about. No, I started I started on designer when I started Macy's. I bought DKNY luggage and I wear Versace perfume. It smells really good because usually designer perfume smells like old lady, you know, like, I don't know, like old white lady. <laughs> I wear, I wear YSL. YSL. Mm-hmm. Yves Saint Laurent, Laurent, right? Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. I really don't know why I started designer. Well, I've always liked designer. I just never had enough money for it. Right. But then in 2020, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to save my money. Give myself one thing that's designer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's one thing. So now I try every year to save up something for one thing. And then I just want to get everything. Yeah. But like, but well, besides, well, besides not that Valentino bag, the last thing I had gotten was like a Louis Vuitton ring that I wear. Mm. I that item for my anniversary in San Francisco. I remember you get that. You got that. Yeah. But anyway. There are these. I'm looking at. Oh, well. Oh, there are these Armani boots that I want so bad. They're so I'm gonna show you. Currently unavailable. What do you mean? You want some. God damn it. Everybody wanted them. That's why. Oh no. But I don't know if you can see it. They look like oh, that's those. Oh, I would kill for those. I want them. For my birthday, I bought two Calvin Klein dresses. I have Calvin Klein heels. Dang. Just give me all the designer. I don't buy clothes. I buy wallets or bags. Mm. I have Coach. That's about as fancy as any of my wallets. Coach bags. has really stepped my mom it up. Buys Coach. Yeah. Coach has really stepped it up. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. I don't like any of the shit with the Coach on it, though. Like the horse-drawn carriage coach it's just tacky to me or with the logo like like the c's the those logos mm-hmm. nah no thanks but if it's like all black like my purse is all black has a cute little coach across the it's like this big <laughs> it's like three inches coach across we're fine very plain i play i pay big money for plain bro no, are you kidding me? All of it's at, bought from outlets. I don't pay full. Price. Oh. We don't pay full pay full price here. No oh. thing. 
I have splurged all my actually outlets. Kate Spade and my fucking mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Her stuff's cute. It's so cute. Like, if you like flowers, Kate Spade's your girl. Mm-hmm. Flowers and bright colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry, everybody. I have, I have a bun in my mouth. Um, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> We're so stupid. We are a sexually innuendo frat. Innuendo friendly podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's slow. For <laughs> the jokes. For <laughs> the jokes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw. She had like a, like a like a little basket purse, like a literal picnic pa- basket. Mm-hmm. Where was I gonna go with that? I have no idea, but I wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been only fit my phone, but it's cute. <laughs> would have been kind of cute with this outfit today. Yeah. I'm pretty pressed. I'm pretty pressed, but yeah, so I have Valentino. What can I say? I nice price for this. It was resale, so. Most of my stuff is either from the outlet or, well, okay, hold on. Most of my stuff is either from the outlet or I have paid full price. I have paid full price for Louis Vuitton and for Gucci. That that hurts. I know. This Valentino is a resale. <laughs> and the, the next bag that I will be buying, because I cannot help it, is also a resale. So it's the only thing on sale, but it's my. No, the only thing full price was the Versace perfume. But it was at Christmas and it came with a set. Oh, well, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll pay $110 for it. Yeah. I used to wear Louis Vuitton perfume, but I ran out. And then I was told in San Francisco that if I had saved the bottle, I could go. And for like $100, I can get a whole refill and not have to rebuy it. Um. That's like what Mac does or did with their lipsticks. If you kept the canister, they would refill it for you. Real? That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Never- my mom used to pay. My mom, she, when she used to wear Mac, because she doesn't wear Mac anymore, she used to keep the content, the compact canisters, mm. and they'd refill her palette for her. I was like, dang, okay. That's so cool. I've never been in a Mac. We have one at the mall. It's like really tiny corner store. Mm-hmm. I think my first lipstick was Mac. But then I discovered like the actual liquid lipstick because I don't like the sticks. Mm-hmm. Weird. I love the crease. Lipstick. Like they start to, mm-hmm. um, they start to go up into my skin. I'm like, can you stay? Yeah. Can we like not do that, please? Yeah. I love liquid lipstick so much. Mm-hmm. So 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 much. I have just discovered, and I know I'm like really late. I just discovered lip liner with lip gloss. Oh yeah, well no, not really late. That's like a 2019 beauty trend, I think. Yeah, and like all the girlies aren't TikTok are doing it, and yeah. I, I think I want to be a girly and do that. And it's I just have, cleaner. It is so. It's okay. I used to say no to lip gloss. I was always mm-hmm. a liquid lipstick kind of girl, matte, of course. And um, it literally isn't until like a couple months ago that I was like, how about I look in lip gloss? Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. And I bought a lip liner with two and two different lip glosses. And now I'm like obsessed. Like I love it so much. I'm like, I get it now. I get why all the girls do this. I think because like, so natural or like the most natural looking is in now. Yeah. And like matte lip liquid lipstick is not natural. No, it's not. It is so heavy. Yeah. Like if you look up close, you can see the lines of the lips. Yeah. Because it's just like caked on. Like it's it's latched. It's not going anywhere. But lip it's gloss is as natural as it gets. It's not. Yeah, I know. I really, uh, I actually kind of like it. I like this whole like fresh face kind of trend. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would wear, obviously I would do my makeup like full face when I would go out to like the club or like a quinceanera or something, you know, where like you want to dress up. But I really would have, I really didn't understand how girls could, or anybody, any any person could wear foundation every single day. Mm-hmm. I really didn't get that. And once the pandemic started, I was like, okay, I'm at home. The least that I could do is do my makeup every single day so that I feel, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I feel like, I feel like I've got myself ready for the day. Yeah. Because when I would get up and go to work I would do like mascara or like an eyeliner but that's it and I started using um tinted moisturizer right and it's nice like I'd rather wear that than I have one foundation that I will wear if I need something more full coverage and even then it still isn't like full 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 coverage I think I have like I don't think I would do full coverage maybe like for my wedding right but even then it's like for for weddings, it's weird. My cousin had brought up this question when we're looking at wedding pictures. Mm-hmm. He was like, why do you guys say like, like, why is it the thing to say, oh, her makeup looks good? Not that she looks pretty, you know, because it's like, and we're, we're like, hey. how do we justify this? I'm like, because you pay good money for the makeup and because they're so far away in picture, you need to be able to see her eyeliner. You need to be able to see her lashes. You know, it's like. But up close, yeah, it's caked on. 100%. It's super caked on. It is. It's like seeing people up close with foundation is so rough. Because you will, like nobody has the smoothest of smoothest skin. And mm-hmm. if you, what injections are you using? Right. But, you know, like after a while, like anybody after eight hours of wearing foundation, no one is going to look like how they looked the first hour. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's kind of sad now that you like you mentioned that what your cousin said it was like we automatically know that that it is makeup. Yeah. Like it is the makeup that makes that makes up this whole look, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I love your makeup. Not I love like I love how you look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a coworker the other day noticed that I because I don't wear makeup to work. Because why the fuck am I wearing makeup to work? I wear a hat and I have a mask on. Yeah. But when there's parts days of the job when I come in and I don't need to wear the hat, it's not a part of my uniform. Okay, I'll put a little bit of makeup on because you can see my <laughs> eyebrows and I'm like, okay. She looks at me. She's like, "You're wearing makeup today. You're so cute." And I'm like. What does that mean? Don't don't patronize me. (laughs) What did you mean by that? Right. I was like, excuse me. It was cute yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. When I worked in retail, I was the least 
trying person. Mm-hmm. I did not try hard because I didn't think I needed to. And I didn't need to. I really didn't need to. Um, when I was working retail, I remember one day I got dressed. I don't know. I, I had this really cute outfit in my head planned and I wanted to dress up. I wanted to dress up and I did. I wore like I did eyeliner. I put in some um, little big lashes, mm-hmm. lipstick on. And I came into work and I had this cute outfit. And all my coworkers were like, oh my God, you actually tried today. You're so pretty. I'm like, what the I fuck are you talking about? It got even worse. It made me feel worse when I had I broke up with my very first boyfriend. And you know, when you're in a relationship, you gain weight. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's just something that is you just gain weight. Okay. It just happens, right? Mm-hmm. I lost weight because I wasn't in a relationship anymore. <laughs> and so I wasn't going out and eating anymore. And one day uh they looked at me and it's like, you lost so much weight. You look so good. I'm like, yeah, you bitches. And then, and then that's when everybody was like more excited to work with me. I'm like, you bitches really thought that I was ugly. And mm-hmm. then you guys were not talking to me. And now that you guys think I'm not ugly, you're talking to me more. Yeah. Fuck. I hate you bitches. It's like so weird how we can see because our generation grew up in a time where being fat, quote unquote fat, was unacceptable mm-hmm. and acceptable. Like it's starting to turn around slowly, but surely. Yeah. You know, like early 2000s, skinny yeah. A-line shape was uh, uh, the it. thing. Yeah. It was the thing. You couldn't, top model, come on. Bro, like you look at old movie. Okay, Mean Girls, Um, when Regina George quote unquote gains all that weight right. Katie's giving her she's like my ass is like the size of a blah 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 it's like you were supposed to have an ass mm-hmm. you were not supposed to be thick at all and now everybody mm-hmm. wants an ass everybody wants a butt yeah I am like a, I am people lost jaw like I think it was who was it? I think it was Lizzo me and my sister were talking about Lizzo and we were like, she's so freaking beautiful. But if she tried to come up in the early 2000s, there was no way. It was it was so hard. But You're then, like, dude. Yeah, but then you look at like Adele who had that interview where she said, she's like, after she lost all that weight, so many people gave her shit about it. Mm. So then it's like, but then at the same time, the world changes for her. yeah. Like the people, uh, so many people on TikTok are like, it's a mental thing when you lose weight because now you're suddenly acceptable and everyone thinks you're beautiful. And it's like, well, I, I have been. Yeah, I have. But because I dropped a couple of pounds. You want to talk to me. You want to start getting my number. You want to come up to me in the club. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all, it's, it's so, it's. It's so fucked. I hate the fact that like weight plays such a big part in like your appearance and everything, you know, like there's millions of reasons why people are the way that they are in like terms of weight, mm-hmm. like, you know, and then the whole association is like fat being unhealthy. I think it's so yeah. bullshit too. like there is an unhealthy, there is an unhealthy like look 
And unfortunately, those are the people that get exposed on TLC, like my 600 pound life. Like, yeah, I, I find it really hard to watch those shows because these people are really going through something psychological. Mm-hmm. Like it's not they decided to, to just wake up one day and become this way. It's either like trauma, something really devastating has happened to them that has made them change their perception and relationship with food right and it's like it's really hard to see these shows because you have these doctors like you have to lose weight or else you're gonna die like scaring them is gonna make it more difficult for them to get out of the state that is you know forcing them to do this like and it's even worse because you're shoving a film you're shoving a film crew and a camera in their face mm -hmm. And it's like just so uh just so a channel can get some views because they know they'll get views off of this. Yeah. So I I find that really hard. And I also find that really like I find it really upsetting when people associate like being overweight with being unhealthy because my like my mom has been like chunky all of the entire time that I've been alive and that I've known her. And so often I had always like friends, I'd be like, oh, your mom is fat and your mom is fat. Da, 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 da. Like your mom's fat. And I was really upset. Like I, this was the first time I ever thought that I was going to punch somebody in the face. It was okay. eighth grade and somebody, a girl who used to come over to my house so much and my mom would make food for her, blah, blah, blah. She was saying that like my mom was fat. That really pissed me off because yeah. like, why even talk about my mother? Mm -hmm. And I've seen my mother struggle with diabetes because that's, you know, that is why my mom is unfortunately like a little bit overweight is because she's, she has diabetes. She has thyroid, which is the one that doesn't make you lose weight. It's the one that actually makes it harder for you mm -hmm. to lose weight. She has blood pressure. She has all of this stuff. And my mom is still happy and she still wants to eat and try new foods my mom does zumba three times a week she's done it for like 10 years i've seen the difference mm -hmm. in my mom and she has lost weight but it's getting those snarky comments still from people like mentioning that or pointing that out or like your mom's happy the way she is right it's like mom's happy because at some point she has to live her life still like this isn't mm -hmm. something that you know so I think of that and all these like things and I'm just like, man, I hate that like weight plays such a big part because I see my mom, my mom's weight has never stopped her from wanting to do things, from wanting to like still live a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that she looks the way that she looks. And like, if my mom could go back in time and like pick to not look like that, I know she would. Mm -hmm. Anybody would because nobody wants to get that like being picked on all these yeah. little so that always just pisses me off that that's always because yeah. the number becomes an obsession and it's like well I'm not so you're telling me I'm not going to be happy until I'm 115 huh? 120 I'm not I'm not going to be happy until like I'm a size zero like zero is not a size I learned that from Brooke Davis in Wintry Hill it's the only thing the only good message that came out of that damn show because early why, 2000s shows were <laughs> they were an adventure that's why i don't weigh myself mm -hmm. i i refuse to weigh myself i you know i'm i go to the gym i try different workouts i go to zumba i do whatever that i just want to do 
Yeah. I haven't gone to the gym because I've been sick and I've just been wanting to like kind of think about what are my new like quote unquote gym goals. I don't weigh myself because I don't want to know how much I weigh. I don't want to do the obsession. I know that I'm losing weight and I see it in the way that I dress, in the way that I feel every morning. Right. Like TMI, but my underwear is starting to get big. Okay. And that shit is very annoying because during the whole, constantly throughout the day, I have to reach into my pants and actually physically pick up my underwear because mm-hmm. they are falling because they are too big now, which is great. Mm-hmm. But also I, I also, I hate the fact that underwear is expensive. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Underwear is expensive and I don't understand why, but like that, like I don't weigh myself because I'm, I am feeling and seeing the changes. So I don't need to know that number. Right. Most of the time, when I go to Kaiser, like when I have gone to Kaiser a couple of times, and like they tell me the weight, and they're like, "Do you want me to convert it?" I'm like, "No," because right. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I think it's like I'm just trying to be ha- like. There's other things that I worry about in addition to the weight, and if I'm trying to be happy and take one physical like one what is it ongoing health issue at a time I'm gonna start with my mental health because that's the most eminent and if the if I'm over the whatever percentile I think it's like the 90th percentile like I'll I'll prioritize that last I'll try to be happy in the skin that I have and then we can you know like we're trying to like put myself in this like yeah change because like yeah i want to i want to work out i want to i want to do all of the stuff to be healthy but to feel good too i don't want to have to slave over it exactly and it's like no and even if you do get down to the the ideal weight the 120 your weight is always going to fluctuate mm-hmm. like there's you're not going to stay at the ideal weight because women get periods even men they have shit too so it's like dude if you get that and then and then you think about it like you know people have that i'm like i had this goal at one point where i was like oh i'm gonna get down to like a size like a size seven like that's where i want to be at bitch no store is the exact size seven right i don't know what size pants I am. I can do, I can be from a size 10 to a size 13 because mm-hmm. all of these stores have so many different sizing that at this point I kind of just give up. Right. Like I measure from like my tops because probably like about like a year and a half ago, I was large. And now like I'm noticing that the large swallows me whole. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm a medium. And that's yeah. how I tell. I'm like, I do not measure. I don't give a, I don't give a rat's ass. Like the only thing that I care about is that there are a pair of leather pants that I bought. that are a little bit too small and I just want to be able to wear them comfortably. Yeah. And that's my goal. Like those leather mm-hmm. pants are cool and I have an outfit planned out. I just need a, I just need my butt to be able to, I just need the waistband to go over my butt. Yeah. Right now, it really doesn't. Not that's the- like a realistic goal because it's something that's going to make you feel good yeah you're not gonna it- feel good if you don't hit a certain weight by certain months yeah like oh. i i i like cried happy tears when i was able to fit into these like pants that i've been wanting to wear like a couple months ago 
I was just like, oh, finally, fuck, yes. Mm-hmm. And like, no, I will not. I will never stop wearing these pants because I worked too hard to like try to get into them and then not wear them. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I've been, that's been also weighing on my mind. Just that idea of like working out and like doing it for good reasons, not feeling mm-hmm. disappointed in myself that I'm not getting to a goal or whatever. Yeah. School's just been on my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. School and work. I get up. I've started to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I know. Again. I've noticed. I didn't want to say anything, but why are you texting me so early? <laughs> like, I didn't... because most of my most of the time I'm starting at eight or eight thirty mm-hmm. in the morning for work, and. Lately, I was like, you know what? We're just going to go to bed at 10, wake up at 5, and get some work done, some of my own work done before. Because when I come home, I'm tired. Yeah. And then I have to get up early again the next day. And because I don't drive, if my start time at work is an hour, uh, like an hour later or whatever, I'll still go with my dad to take my little brother to school. And then because I don't... I can take the bus. I have a, I have a card and I've taken the bus before, but I am starting. I've started to notice that I'm getting more nervous around people mm-hmm. and any little thing, any loud noises, any outbursts. If people should talk to me, it makes me very uncomfortable and very nervous. I don't want to be put in those situations. Yeah. So I'll avoid the bus as much as I can, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out my own way of doing things. Yeah, waking up early has it surprised me though. Like, I feel like I'm a morning person. Don't talk to me in the morning, but I feel like I'm okay to wake up <laughs> in the early in the morning. <laughs> don't don't call me. Like this isn't an invitation. Yeah. I am a morning person. I have been thinking back and forth of whether or not I want to start waking up even earlier because normally I'm up by six. But I've been seeing a lot of people making videos of like my 5 a.m. morning routine and they seem to be really happy. And so I'm just like, maybe. Yeah. What I want to do is I want to have more time to just read something that's not for school. Yes. I have so much shit on my TV. Like, I don't even call it a TBR list. I have a shelf that I have not read. I'm looking at it right now in my room. Yeah. I haven't read any of these books. I want to. I got my book of the month. Thank you. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> book of the month. Marina's a real one. She got me a, a subscription for book of the month. Like I got yeah. my, and I want to read it because I started reading the first page and I was like, oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, I just heard my dog bark. Like, <gasps> like, like, <clears throat> bark. Like responding to the world. Like, like responding to my dad who bugs him. Ooh. Like aggressive. Ooh. He's gonna get kicked out. He's like, you haven't snapped at me in years. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna snap. When my right. dog snaps, I'm very surprised. But um, it's so the book is so me. It's about a group of girls that go on vacation in this like deserted island, and then like everybody gets murdered, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is it not Ooh, my yes. book or what? See? I, I would stop book of the month because I can't. I haven't been able to catch up. I had a I had a year. I have. 12 books well a little more than that i had a whole year of of the subscription and i had to stop until april because i have no more room 
I've started to put school books under my bed. Honestly, I'm kind of getting to that point. I brought, I bought bookshelves and um, I, I think I need a bigger shelf. I think I need to get like a tall one. Yeah. Because it's just, not it. Just writer, reader things. Writer, reader things. I mean, part of being a reader is not reading at all. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. If you're so. an avid reader, you're avid about not reading. <laughs> Right. You're having about buying because it's fun to buy. (laughs) So fun. I actually want to get rid of books, though. Like there are a couple of books that I didn't care to finish and I know I'm never going to touch again. And there's like a series that I want to get rid of. I had bought the published scripts of Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald, the Harry Potter spinoffs. I want to get rid of those because... (laughs) The second one is so freaking stupid. If you like Crimes of Grindelwald or if you like Fantastic Beasts, um, I'm sorry, but you're wrong <laughs> because it sucks. I read the script before I saw the movie and I was like, yo, what? what? <laughs> yo, what the? That was the first thing I thought of critically. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is uh, this? What the fuck is going on? those? <laughs> Yeah, I have to get rid of some books. I, I, there's some books like I know I I say because I'm like, oh, I really like this class, <laughs> but like yeah. I'm, never, I'm not reaching for these books, so I have to get rid of them. And then I want to start reading the books that you gave me for my birthday. Oh yeah, was it? Did I give you? You gave, I didn't give you the full series. I gave you the first books. Yeah, you each, gave me right. The, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Ember and at the Ashes is so good. I don't know if you like the Ishbab, but. I don't know if you like her newer stuff because it's kind of it's kind of really slow but those two are really good i trust it i want to have time for it maybe i, know. I don't know maybe one day i'll experiment and can wake up at five and see what what will happen yeah but i mean experiment by going to bed early first <laughs> yeah. because trying to get up early is so without sleep it's rough it is i rough. feel like i'm in a i'm in a terrible mood and in so much pain when I wake up before six hours, six and a half hours. The pain of waking up before your alarm clock. <sighs> to pee. God damn it. <laughs> we like out of everything. Really? Right. Out like, of, you out serious? Of out. <laughs> to pee. And then you're just laying there and you're just like, I'm already up. Right. Like my, That's when I texted you. I texted you at four. Because I got up to pee at like 3.55 and I'm like, I already have to be up. I might as well just be doing homework. I went back to sleep, but I should have stayed up. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered because even the like, scansions didn't matter. Right. So. Oh my goodness. I think we're at the two, uh, two and a half hour mark. I think so. I think so. Was that riveting enough for you? Yeah. Did you guys really enjoy it? Did you guys were like you bounced around a lot? <laughs> well, it's the first podcast. Like, I know. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. So get over it, you guys. We right. have a lot of planning to do because we need to get we need to figure out when we're going to to formally end season one and do a big bash. A big bash. A big bash. And don't act like you don't like us bouncing around because we know that's how all of your minds work too. 
Yeah. So because why we're figuring it out. <laughs> I hate myself so much. <laughs> Kill me. And literally. Right. I'm just going to go sleep now, guys. <laughs> I need to finish like organizing everything. And- I have to wash my uniforms. I'll wash them tomorrow. Yeah. I did like a whole, uh, like, Sundays are my days of cleaning. It's also my days of like, this is going to sound so weird. So let, I'll explain, but like properly showering. <laughs> like a deep clean, like a, like a, like a good clean. scrub. Yeah. Like a really good scrub. I exfoliate my entire body, my face. Right. I like really moisturize and get into my hair. I, right. I scrub in between my toes, which but I didn't your pores know. Open up. Yeah. I didn't know you're supposed to do that. Did you know that? Yes. Like one of the, I like, like important parts that you need to actually scrub is in between your toes. Cause that's where athletes foot develops. Yeah. Bacteria and all that stuff. And like in your belly button. Fungi, yeah. Yeah. So Sundays are my days where I like, I really get clean. Like really, like right now I'm super soft everywhere. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've <laughs> all that dead skin is gone. <laughs> I'm super smooth. Yeah. And I do this like really crazy coffee mask. Ooh. Yeah. I spend the morning organizing all of my purses. Because <laughs> I started doing that thing where like you just throw other stuff on top of stuff. And I was like, I can't see all of my bags. Hello? and I organize them I have some bags that I don't know if I should give away or sell I probably will just give them away like I don't know yeah you do not know I also don't have any more space for bikes I I need to stop looking around my room because I can get rid of so much stuff I know I need it but I'm gonna need it (laughs) I know I do this thing now I'll need it someday any extra clothes I'll put in a suitcase that goes like away. <laughs> I put clothes that I don't oh need. Oh my god! That it's under my bed. <laughs> the store. I'll put them in a trash bag. Dad, take these to Goodwill, please. Thank you. Yeah. I gotta clean it out again. There's only so much time in a day. I know. All right. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this lovely podcast episode. I think you guys got a, a good variety of how what we're just doing in school and how we're feeling about our lives. You guys got a wonderful poem, a sauna read to you all. Beautiful. A beautiful poem. If you guys can't remember, it's, it's called Farewell to Love by Michael Dayton. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We should just do that. Just pick a poem. Farewell. Podcast. <gasps> Start with the reading. I'm telling you, segments. I know we got done with segments. We gotta we gotta hunker it down. It's season yeah. one. We're still it's season one. We're still I'm yeah. gonna hate our name by the end of this. <laughs> We're still figuring it out. <laughs> that's our because it's such a common phrase. You know what? <gasps> Get over it. We're still figuring it out. <laughs> No, okay, but I like to get over it. We're still figuring it out. Because it's such a common phrase that both of us use. That's why we use it as a title. Get over it. We're still figuring it out. With Marina and Trisha. Yeah. Like and a little cute little jingle. Get over it. On the xylophone. LOL. Yeah. 
A, a kazoo? A kazoo? <laughs> oh my god. Inside joke of the century. When you guys started doing that, I was like, what the fuck are my weird ass friends doing? The best <laughs> bit to ever <laughs> I'm telling you, that could have been an SNL skit. Yeah. It really could have. It could have. I'm not going to. It, it would have been funny. I'm not going to explain it in case if that day comes, why can that can happen? I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I have a really, I also have a really good talk show that has to involve Ikea. So if anybody that listens that works with Ikea, I have a really wonderful promotional thing you guys can do with your YouTube. It's really slow. Yeah. I think it's a really good idea. I'm going to say to be sponsored by Ikea would be a dream. (laughs) My whole house. Do it, please. I will throw away everything. Oh my Except God. my bed because that's from IKEA. My bed is also headboard. It's from IKEA. My bed is from she IKEA. My shoes from IKEA. My desk is from IKEA. My bookshelves are from IKEA. Bed my dresses are from, from IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> no, those are from living spaces. They're too. They're too durable to be IKEA. <laughs> living spaces. Yeah. <laughs> they're like it's like heavy wood. IKEA doesn't. That's not IKEA. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's too thick to be IKEA. This is this is too earthquake proof to be IKEA. Yeah. So funny. Okay. Marina, tell the people where they can find us. On Instagram at MNT, figure it out. And we have our personal tags there too. Yeah, you can follow our personal Instagrams from there. I'm feeling like I'm going to wipe my Instagram. Again? Wait, you haven't wiped it before. I have not wiped it ever. I really want to wipe it because I really want to change how my Instagram looks like. But then I'm scared to like wipe. I'm scared to archive everything because like there's so many like nice pictures up there of like us and me and Matt and just yeah. like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <gasps> I wiped my Instagram by deleting it like I deleted my personal Instagram after college and then had the by Marina C like literally I only have my family on my Instagram everybody I knew from high school gone Dang. I'll talk to them anymore because I'm like not to be harsh or anything <laughs> but I'm gonna be harsh yeah I don't want to be mean or anything I don't I don't talk to anybody yeah no so I don't how's that don't really feel interested in seeing pictures of them on my feed like it's not like I, I hope you're doing well yeah but that's it but that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I know I know what you mean I think for me I'm just like I want my Instagram to look different like I think before we go like just random tangent I think that I tried to make myself a certain way on social media and now I'm finally not being that way and now I don't Mm -hmm. like how my Instagram looks it doesn't reflect who I am like I started doing these photo dumps of just like really random photos and I think that is genuinely that's you that's me yeah like a million selfies and like very like staged backgrounds where I'm like I did this today which I would share but like my ideal photo is me laying down and like a random street and then like the stupidest caption mm-hmm. like i want absurd my instagram to be just absurd and it's yeah. and like 
I really want it to be. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, yeah. I, just be so, I just want to be so stupid on there. I feel like that's what I want to do too. Cause like for so long, for so long, um, I've had like, and I will admit to this, I've had a stick up my ass like all through high school and college and like oh. now. Mm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. maybe, maybe we can just like, you know, chill, chill, relax, take a yeah. deep remove it. Yeah. Like, I think I have a sense of humor. I do. Do I let people show it? No, do I show it to people? You do not. not really. <laughs> because I thoroughly enjoy you. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people in the world. You are so funny. But like when we're with other people, you're just like, okay, and. <laughs> Part of it is because I don't like social settings, okay. but. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you have jokes. I know. And then when we're together, we just crack up yeah because you know what no I know what it is I don't like having to compete to be heard so I just don't try so I'm like because there are bigger personalities around me mm. and I know that they're vying for that attention you just going to your fucking mic that I do it yeah that was my buying for attention yeah. I don't have the energy for it I've learned that that I don't have the energy for it so I'll just say nothing I'll let I'll let the ones who truly appreciate me have my sense of humor. And that's on self-worth. <laughs> and that's how we're ending tonight, ladies. Yeah. That's on self-worth. I'm not trying unless it's for the people that really care about me. Exactly. You won't know that I'm funny unless you really care about me. Yeah. And that's on self-worth. <laughs> it's not me that's the problem. It's everyone around me. Famous word is God does it. I just realize that it's everyone around me that has a problem and I'm just perfect. Good night, everybody. Yes, drop. <laughs> oh my God. Javi sent me this TikTok and it was, and it was like literally people tripping and then it was death drop at the end. Like they cut it. And I was like falling, but gay. I'm so good. <laughs> never, do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I've never asked you this. No, because I don't have VH1. I don't think I have VH1. Well, I will. It's on VH1 and I will literally give you my account. Okay. I'll give I want to watch it so bad. I know. I've been watching the new season and Lord, I have so many things to say. Anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, everybody. Well, this was our podcast episode. We really, really, truly mean it when we say we hope that you enjoyed and thank you mm-hmm. from the bottom of our tiny, cold little hearts. <laughs> It's, they're very big. They're just they're hard to find. <laughs> There's so much beauty that you have to go through first. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. We we're done, you guys. I swear. Okay, we're over. It's done. Okay. We'll talk to you guys next yeah. time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.